You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. Enjoy the show. Podcast. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your hosts. Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. Hello, guys. Whoa, loud. Sorry, let me step back from the mic. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Joe Rogan Experience Review, or Rogan Universe, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Joined, as always, by Garrett. How you doing, bud? What's up, guys? How we doing? Nice. Nice. Uh, Good week, bud. Yes, sir. I know we've been talking before this, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's nice to pretend that we haven't been. Right. For the <laughs> I've been doing a bit of traveling. I think I told you I just got back from Puerto Rico yesterday. I was there for five days. Mm. That was it. And uh, didn't you say you had a COVID test? And yeah, a that was positive a, and a negative this, one? Or? <laughs> Dude, it's such an interesting situation because you're supposed to get a COVID test three days before you travel and then get it cleared, but... I literally got it the day before, and then I got my results the day after I landed in Puerto Rico, and it came back positive. Obviously, I was freaking oh. the, freaking out, and then right. I didn't feel it. I mean, I worked out every single day. I did everything I normally do. I have no, I had no symptoms, no nothing. The next day, I went in, took another test in Puerto Rico, and I'm kind of was nervous for the next. It's like it took him like 48 hours to get me the results back. That one came back nev- negative, so fortunately I was able to travel back to LA with no issues. But it was huh. weird. So I don't you, know. Do you think that you got it or no? Not at all. That's the thing. I don't. I mean, I know that Joe's talked about some statistics that uh, like 70 percent of people that get it are asymptomatic. But it almost felt like a false negative. The fact that the next day I took a test and it came back negative. So I'm just like, I don't understand. First test, yeah. first test was oral, and then the second test was a nasal. So, I don't know, mm. man. They kind of, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you only have it in your mouth. Uh, well, I, I think potentially, but I, I think Tulsi mentioned actually on her podcast that it has the tendency of like residing in your nose for a longer time. So even if you were to mm. get the vaccine. I don't, did you hear that? Something about, like, they were talking about the frontline workers and who deserves to get the vaccine first and this and that. And she had mentioned that if you get it in your nose, it, like, sometimes, like, resides in your nose for an extended period of time. And you can potentially give it to other people. But mine came yeah. back. Mine who came knows back. what to believe at this point? Right. <laughs> I, I don't know. We right. should. It should be more conclusive than yeah. that. Yeah, it's, uh... Anyway, look, let's jump straight in with yep. what is probably the craziest story I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, Rogan's podcast with Travis Walton, 1597, UFO abduction. Right. Right? So Joe's talked about this guy for a while. I guess they just made... Uh, they recently had the guy on that wrote a book about it, I think, and then uh, they made a movie. I think it was a movie, that Fire in the Sky movie. That's right. Yeah, I still haven't seen that. I want to see that. I haven't I've seen it. Remember to let, I'm going to write that down. I yep. remember that. But, um, yeah, crazy. I mean, there's so many parts of this that the it's easy to hear someone talk, and then, you know, you make a lot of assumptions mm-hmm. about them. 
you know, like, oh, maybe they're not that smart, mm-hmm. or maybe they're whatever, or maybe they're trash, or maybe they're blah, 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 you know, whatever right. assumptions you make. But right. when these guys are loggers, right, mm-hmm. you know, they get in fights and drink beers and right. hang out, th- these types, I mean, these are like the, if you had to think about a friend that you had to tell a story to about being abducted, right. You don't tell it to your logger friends because <laughs> right. they're going to laugh at you. Right. You right. know what I mean? So I the know. fact that it, these guys all have that same story. Yeah. He's, and. <clears throat> yeah, I found that really interesting, especially the fact that he had. I mean, Joe makes reference to like people that tell stories and it's complete bullshit a lot of the time just because people are in different spots and they may have seen something and it's a lot easier and it's fun to believe. But it's like. When you're telling the same story for X amount of years and you're being criticized for it and you're being ridiculed for it, it's like what really is your motivation to lie is, is what was going through my head. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, if it was total bullshit, it's like, why I you think keeping... at some point you would just be like, forget it. Right. I don't need to deal with this. It's not like he's been making money off this That's story. I guess he goes to like... He goes to those like UFO conferences and stuff. Maybe he gets something there. Right. But... That's probably more to deal with the trauma. Yeah, that's and what I mean. to like get through it with people that will believe him instead of just facing skeptics and critics all the time. Totally. I mean, you know, it is wacky, right? And you've got to feel for the guy because, like, regardless, I think he believes it happened, mm-hmm. right? And I'm inclined to believe that it did. Yeah. But let's I mean, just say. Let's say it didn't, and he just believes it, and it was some weird group hallucination. Yeah, right. You know? Unlikely, but let's say, just for the sake of it. Well, then you have everyone that doesn't believe you Yeah. for the rest of your life. And that's going to be... I mean, that's got to mess with everything. Your relationships and work and... I didn't even think I of mean, that, right? Yeah. I mean, dating a girl and being like, wait a minute, you're the guy that got abducted by aliens? Right. And you're like, yeah. And then... She's like, all right, later. That, that whole five-day thing that he said he was gone for five days and then came back, that was fucking a, a, bit, to, a bit to swallow. Like, that almost hit home. Cause, and then he's like, well, was there no remnants of sorry about taking a deuce or whatever? And he's like, no, none of that. None of my clothes was dirty, nothing. It was just like, came back five days later, more or less, and I was abducted by aliens. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, think about it this way, right? Who knows where he went? So let's say it was aliens and he got abducted. I mean, if they're like moving at incredible speeds or they're taking him really long distances away, maybe time went faster on Earth. Right. You know? Good point. Just because of like how it was. Because his story wasn't a five-day story, right? It was mostly mostly just like he, he he's in the up. ship right. on the bench. Yep. And then, you know, there's a bit of a tussle. He sees like the humanoid ones, which was weird. That was weird. Yeah. Like addition. <laughs> yeah. That like looks people crazy. that look like normal in blue suits, and yeah. then they take him outside or into a hangar, and then there's some more shit going on, and they put a gas mask on him, and then that that's kind of it. They take him back. I mean, like I, I guess that's what he remembers, right? I mean, like I, like I was saying earlier, that's a pretty extensive story to keep rolling the same exact facts on for however many years it's been now it's been what 20 25 years since it happened since they said it happened mm-hmm. so i mean in order to keep the, those stories rolling and then it's like i mean we've probably i mean you probably had some crazy ass dreams some super real realistic dreams but 
the way he was telling the story and the passion that he had about the story, it did, it did not sound like a dream. For sure. No. Well, it sounded like a fucking nightmare, to be honest, <laughs> yeah. if it was. That's what he said. He's I like, mean, you want to deny it almost, even to yourself. You're like, I don't want to believe that that actually happened, but it's like, if that did happen, then it's kind of hard to deny it, you know? I thought it was interesting what Joe said about how we collar animals in the wild and then release them and then kind of study them, you know, go back. Yeah. Like, that's 100% what we do. There's yeah. no reason to think that, they wouldn't do you that know, the... Yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense, right? I mean, why would you just look at something once and then be like, all right, later, right? I and never that, bother him again? I thought that reference he made, too, as far as, like, ants. It's not like you walk by. He's like, we're trying to make reasons why that they wouldn't pay attention to everybody. He's like, you don't walk by ant hills and, like, try and talk to the ants. You know what I mean? And the, the way they was, he was talking about their communication style and stuff, it was, like, so per, like so far beyond it. They didn't even have to use words, was what he was saying, you know? Yeah, yeah, like uh, uh, just using thoughts. Yeah, right? just using thoughts. I mean, Eli, or this yeah. is why he assumed he was making a lot of assumptions right. that he couldn't possibly know, like True. how because he hit his head hard, they weren't able to like read his mind. Right. And I mean, obviously, he couldn't know that. But to be fair, he's had to sit thinking about this for twenty five years. I know, right? And when you have when you have holes in a story or you don't understand something. It's probably quite comforting to fill those holes with, with something, yeah. something that kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense for yeah. sure. I, have you have you ever seen a UFO or think you have? Uh personally, I can't say I've ever had any experience that would give me the thought that I have ever had that. I mean, I honestly, I, I see shooting stars and we see stuff in the sky, but I've never thought to myself, "Who is that?" Aliens. Personally, have you? See, I have a story, but I was very young, which just adds in that, like, oh, it was probably my imagination, and I just saw something weird. Right. But I, my location was interesting, because I was really close to where Stonehenge is in England. Right. And we were, we were kids. I must have been, I'm trying to think, like, like eight years old, like pretty young. Right. And there was a group, there was a bunch of us, and all the parents were, like, boozing it up in these tents, just hanging out at this, like, festival thing, and it was the nighttime. And all the kids were, we were all, like, playing in this field. And you could kind of see, like, what was going on. I don't know if the moon was out. I think it was, like, bright enough to where that was, like, you know, we could see what was going on. And we're just playing and messing around and having fun and staying up late and, you know, all this stuff. Right. And I remember we looked up or somebody looked up and it was three lights, like a big triangle shape, which is quite common, like, seen. But I'd never seen it or heard anything. So I had this story... And I remember later, like, seeing the triangle ships described and, and being like, holy fuck, that was what I saw. But, again, you know, I was young. I don't know. Right. And, th and three dots, any three dots in the sky make up a triangle. So That's a good point. Th it, it's not really that. It doesn't matter what, almost where they are. You can still make a triangle out of it. So, right. But w what was weird is I do remember it turning and covering the stars. Or at least that's how my brain remembered it. Maybe I changed it to make it seem like a cooler story, like as I grew up. I don't know. I right. can't be sure. But we were all amazed by it. And it didn't make any sound. And it span around. And I remember us, all these kids just going, holy, sh wow, look at that. Whoa. And then it just 
disappeared, like zipped away, like as fast as anything could move. And we all ran up screaming to the tents. And I remember running up thinking, wow, I get to tell my parents that an alien spaceship was here. And then after that, everyone will believe in aliens. <laughs> well, I was eight, so I was very wrong. My dad just looked at me and was like, oh, shut up, kids. Go back out and play and carry on drinking. I mean, what's, your, what's your first reference of aliens, uh, even as like, like it was an ET? Like, what would, what, what would you say the thing that like you would thought mm. of? Because I, I, that's the thing. That yeah, probably probably ET would have been my first. That's what pops experience my head. with it, right? That's like the early eighties. I've definitely watched that movie, yeah. So I'm right. sure that that was it. And but you know, it's like so many of these sightings. Um, so many of them turn out to be nothing, and then people's imagination just runs away with them. I, th- and, I you mean, know. It seems, but it's a little different when you disappear for five days. Yeah, that's that I mean. I'll say, <laughs> for sure. And he said that the other guys all kind of had a similar similar recollection, and they, he, the way he talked about how they were all pretty emotional at some point or another, given the story. I mean, seems like there's some validity to it for sure. And the way he, I mean, it's unless he's like a professional actor, it's hard to come to like he was about to come to tears a few times in the podcast. You could tell that. I mean, there was some shit there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, what really got me is how much of the trauma he focused on. Yeah. Like, how much of a mess he was afterwards. And it's like, well, that's, yeah, that's what would happen, right? I mean, I mean, instead of just talking about the the amazing parts of the story and the details, because, like, Joe kept having a push for the details. Yeah. Right? And he kept trying to skim over it, because almost what's more important to him is, like, how it affected him. Because that's mostly what he's had to deal with. Totally. It was wild, man. Right. I, I I liked the conversation. I thought the guy, um, you know, he he seemed genuine enough, and with the with the reports and kind of how famous the story is. I mean, you know, Joe wasn't really like picking it up to pieces. No, he was. De- I, I I like that he talked about the details, like you'd say though. Like he would be like, "Well, how did it look? And what what was the, this? And what was that?" But now, like you said, the guy took a few liberties there in his own story, but. Like you said, I, I mean, that would make sense. You want to be able to justify reasons for why what was going on to some extent, you know? Yeah, it really makes you think. I found it fascinating, though. Like, what a cool guest to have on. And I think this is the start of what Joe was saying by having kind of a UFO guy on every month. I hope he continues it. I mean, isn't it seem uh, like... I think it, it's a fun time for that. Don't you see, feel like it's so human and even even more, like even more director specific isn't it so american to think that we'd be the only things in the universe i mean it kind of comes down to a vanity thing for me like it's like that's just the way humans want to believe i I don't know it just seems like the universe is so big i remember hearing something about there's more stars in the sky than there are grains of sand on the earth yeah so it's like it's something like i mean it's hundreds of billions right just in our our galaxy i think and there's like billions of galaxies so i mean (laughs) it would be pretty naive to think we're the only thing out there but yeah but it's way different to say are they coming here are they taking people yeah are they like that nefariously close to our our society like fuck i wish we just had some real evidence like really good i I feel like we're so close and it's like still like chasing bigfoot right what do you think the percentages of i mean this is all this is just speculation but i wonder what the percentages of that the vast majority of the cases are the the reflections like do they solely come from the united states 
because I don't know if other people and I mean I heard a few other stories I think I heard one in England but and I think I heard one in the Af- maybe in Africa too but you, it's like it'd be pretty vain to think they would only come to the United States as well you know yeah so yeah I mean it, it I mean it could make sense that they would go to the biggest cities or maybe where the most the countries with the most nukes would be yeah that's good so point. at least early on it would make sense that it would be like Russia and the US until yeah. other countries had them but For sure. as they check it out but but yeah I'm pretty sure people are like reporting abductions all over the place right. all over the world you know there's definitely a lot of sightings over England right for sure well and you know that's where like the crop circle stuff uh mostly was i think yeah yeah i, <coughs> I think there's some though some of that shit was fake right mm. uh, what's the motivation all right let's move on to oh go on what's the motivation for people you think in that scenario to make up fake stories just to just to do it just to do it like what's the motivation behind I th- somebody that would tell dude i think it's like anything i think it's like a liar they just want attention they want to seem special I think Joe even says that, like, people want to be special without doing any work. Gotcha. So they probably lie about shit. It's probably that with the liars. Yeah. Or maybe maybe it's part of, like, a, some sort of mental illness. They don't, they don't even realize. Like, it's real to them, but it just isn't true. Yeah. You know, who knows? Those are definitely Who knows? Possible. There's some weird stuff in there. For sure. Yeah. All right, let's move on to 1599, Tulsi Gabbard. Um... You know, every time she's on, I like her more, for sure. I couldn't agree more. Like, she just seems really genuine, super cool, you know. She, um, I, I, would I didn't know that she was a former congressperson. I, did, I, I, I guess she stopped while she ran for president. Yep. And then has decided not to go back into politics. And she didn't really say why, other than a lot of the podcast she was kind of talking about you know how corrupt, how, how corrupt politics is she didn't want, i don't think yeah basically like the house of representatives uh you know they almost treat things like these in group out group mentality and it's a bit like high school and who are you talking to and dude the, whenever she and, made whenever she made reference to the fact of like giving the stimulus check as far as the democrats not wanting to give those stimulus checks cuz then that would have boosted Trump's like likability and potentially got him reelected. It's like that is some fucking scary shit. To be honest with you, like I was kind of like blown away by that. Dude, that's it's super <clears throat> awful to think that uh, during the craziest times of COVID and the craziest times of most people's lives, push that they would have used us like that. Right. That's gross. That's dis- it's really really sad. <laughs> that was rough to hear. Mm. <coughs> she, it's hard to prove though. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, I mean the fact that they're good liars. Yeah, that's politicians. They're not. They're not here to like take care of us. They're here to get reelected. It's a job to them in a lot of ways, I think. And that's the, that's a scary thing that we have our system set up that way. You know, it kind of seems like that. Yeah, it's like they want to talk about the things they did well, right. but they don't really seem to give too much of a shit no. about really helping people no that's not that's not part of the game the, the game is to get reelected, and however way you got to do that and who you got to whoever you have to support or yeah that was a that was a tough pill to swallow listening to that thinking about how many people may have lost their businesses or suffered based on people's personal personal political agendas is just a that was a tough one yeah well you were <laughs> talking about it earlier so now biden's in 
right cases are still really high in california and isn't gavin newsom like opening stuff up uh, didn't he just I end th- the curfew or something I, I think there's the conversation that's going in i i mean it still seems like it's in limbo and i texted my boss this the, today and said hey just wanted to see if there was any updates i've been reading the news and it seems like there may be a little bit of lift um he's and he just texted me back it looks that way i'll let you know and keep you posted so i was like that was the first little tidbit of ever reassurance that we've had in this whole thing which isn't even reassurance but it was like yeah i mean what would he know more than you though at yeah, this point uh, i mean they're not it's not like they're telling them much of anything yeah that's true i think it's just we're all reading the same social media shit and trying to decipher <laughs> it's like how do you decipher through what's real and what's not real anymore like that exactly that's the biggest i, I I do like that uh, Tulsi said that she's starting a podcast. Yeah. I think that's a great platform for her. Yeah. You know, because people really need to get to know who she is, right. just like in this Rogan way. Totally. Because, I mean, people were all over her when she was running right. for president. I remember seeing it like, oh, you know, a lot of my friends and people I knew that were like into politics had a lot of bad things, to, like shitty things to say about her. And I'd only ever heard her on Rogan. What kind of and thing, I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Like that. To? What kind of things were they making? Dude, they, there was some bullshit about her being in with the Russians. Yeah, I heard him make reference like, to that. And like, dude, she's yeah, and that, and that she's not even really all that liberal. Like, she's super in the middle and more independent, and trying to separate her from the party. And I don't know, man. If anything, it was odd, but it was it. It didn't make sense, and there were way worse candidates. Oh my god! I would, every t- like you said it right when this started is that every time I hear her talk, it makes me like her more. That I couldn't just I couldn't agree more. Like, and she served two tours. Like, after hearing that, it seems like that should almost be a requirement in order for you to be the executive officer to tell other people to go die for this country. I feel like you should have may have been in that situation in order to tell that. <laughs> It is definitely an argument for that, right? You know, I don't know if it if it necessarily has to be mandated, but I mean, it should be a huge resume point. You know, I mean, if you have it, you should be in much better standing totally. for running, without for a doubt. sure. I, yeah, because you've seen people die. Yeah, and exactly. and that's way different than being like, oh yeah, I'll just send them over there. The Navy SEALs will take care of that. She made reference to that one guy she was writing a bill with or doing something, and she said he lost both of his legs and his arm. And I'm just like, dude, my life is could always be worse. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, imagine <laughs> that. Just one arm, and you're and you're like making still making things happen. And what if you were doing? I mean, yeah. I, what if you were doing that based on again? You're doing something based on another political agenda, and it's like I would just hope that that happened for a reason. You know what I mean? Like that's a <clears throat> that's another one that it's just like uh, I feel like she's I don't I don't I, I only know from what I've heard her on Rogan, but it seems like she's likes the idea of hearing the <clears throat> hearing the issue before she makes a judgment. And that's why she never really fits into either one of the parties because it's like you're already mad. Yeah, she's definitely up for the debate, which I think that kind of leaves you open to, you know, maybe just exposing more of yourself. And in the world of politics, you know, and a lot of these people, it seems like they want to be out of control, whoever gets in. Mm -hmm. So they're like, are they going to play ball or are they going to think too much? Basically think too much about the people they represent. And if that's the case, 
it's not going to work well for our business or our strategy or our agenda. Right. So we're just going to go with the other guy, which is fucking sad. It's a weird setup we got. (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird. But I, I think most countries are running like that. It's not like this is unique to the U.S. Right. It always comes. But yeah, it's fucked. It always comes down to financial stuff. That's the the scariest part. But I don't know if that's just the yeah. survival thing or what it is. Like I don't to, know. You would like to think the people in those positions are there to serve the people. You know, as opposed to their own. Of course people. you would. But maybe. yeah, of course you would. You know. But here's the thing: like she speaks freely. She's gonna stay close to the issues. Yep. She's gonna. She's keeping her podcast independent, mm-hmm. like without going over to a service that forces a right. any sort of agenda, which is a great idea. Yeah. And over the years, people are gonna really get to know her, and who knows? You know, she's young, man. Yeah. You give her ten years, and she goes back when a whole new generation are like learning and and listening and educating themselves. Right. in different ways maybe through podcasts or whatever mm-hmm. i mean there is the potential to be more informed these these days you know by podcasts i think that i think that that's the vast majority i don't think you're watching cbs or nbc or cnn anymore like i don't know anybody that's doing that. no dude i really hope that one i know they made a lot of jokes about biden and trump going on rogan mm-hmm. to do the debates and trump was up for it but I don't think it would be impossible in the future to have to the have, debates with Rogan. To have two and that them. would change the game. Without a doubt. Because there's just going to be no... Yeah, there's going to be no way for them to skirt the issue or to talk some bullshit. Joe's going to be like, listen... It would expose everything. I'm already high, and I'm not fucking standing <laughs> for that. It's bullshit. Yeah, don't... Yeah, he, Let's have a whiskey. Gets him drunk, right. finds out what they're really up to. There was... <clears throat> It was interesting to hear him talk about Biden only being in office for max two years. Obviously, that's just speculation, but he, I mean, he has a point. He's going to be like, I think he's going to be 80 years old. <laughs> yeah, years he was like change. betting on him dying. <laughs> right. I was just that, was, that was pretty funny. He's like, not die, but just not be president. I'm like, Joe, you basically said, yeah. I bet that he died. <laughs> he definitely did, but it, either way, I mean... Yes, I think whenever... Well, he might not. I mean, he's old, man. He's fucking old. He's 78. He's going to be 80 and be a president. Have we ever had an 80-year-old president? Uh, I don't know that for a fact, but I don't know. Um, Dude, we need to to hire, like, some... Fact checker. Computer nerds. Have our own Jamie. I agree. Have, like, a, a little... We call him mini wee Jamie. <laughs> Reach out to All us right. if you got the skills on that. Yeah, yeah, and you can Google shit really quickly. Right. <clears throat> Actually, it's pointless for us because we we never look stuff up. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't think that we've had a. We probably maybe had one president like as old, but it's too old, man. It's right. too fucking old. We need people that are like and we f- like we feel like could lead us into battle. Right. I feel like if he walks down the step stairs too fast, he's gonna break his head. That's what I feel like. It's such a weird thing too to think that he's like the ult- We've put this thing that he's like the ultimate savior of like, humanity. But like they were saying too, they, it's, they <clears throat> people just hated Trump. Right. Infinitely hated him. That's, and they would have put a cabbage in right. in replace of Trump Legit. if they could. Let's finish this podcast up with something that um, Joe and, and um, Tulsi were talking about. And like how they closed the restaurants, right? Right. Because I think if they just open restaurants and bars, 
and nothing else, at least in L.A., like that would do so much for the people, for the businesses I'm to be able to connect. And if there's no fucking evidence that you catch it when you're outside, then it's disgusting that they haven't. But they pointed to the fact that like surfers were getting arrested. I know, right? And just think about that logic. I can't get over it. Like that is the grossest example. You're on your own in the fucking ocean. (laughs) I... I mean, I would challenge somebody. I would be like, okay, take someone with COVID, put them out and have them surf on their own right? and give them a million dollars if they can give anyone COVID. Uh, yeah. Like as a challenge. I don't think you like, could. Like, go ahead. Right. You wouldn't be able to. How are you going to do it? I can Are you going to give it to a dolphin? I, was gonna say, I can tell you that I just traveled back and there was a line of people waiting to get into the plane and the plane was completely jam-packed with almost every seat full in a monster airplane and then people can't surf like what are we what are we doing you can't surf bro <laughs> you can't surf you can't eat but you can fly and you it seems like it had to be either one way or the other i know there's going to be some bounce back from that cuz people have to travel and do what they're going to have to do cuz those other things might be like options but i don't know man it's, if you're really thinking that scared why are you allowed to go we've made reference to it before but why are you allowed to go to walmart why are you allowed to go to target why are you allowed to go to these places that are quote unquote essential but you're going to shut down our restaurants and our and our bars because covid runs more rampant in those uh, well, we need to redefine what's essential. I think going to restaurants is essential. I do too. I mean, for people's mental Dude, health. Dude, imagine, like, imagine why, like, think what a restaurant is. You have it so that you don't have to cook. Right. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And I think Americans eat out maybe more than anyone else. That's probably And true. they're probably not good. What the fuck are they eating at home? Right. You think all these people learn to become chefs while they're at home? No, they're just eating crap. Right. They just like whatever. At least when they go out, they can be like, "Oh, maybe I will get a salad." <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't. I. You know, because they don't have to make it. They don't have to get all the bits. Right. They don't have time anyway. It's like oh, fucking ramen, <laughs> ramen pots again. And, I guess. And if you're telling people to stay at home, then people are joining each other at their homes from a th- like a rational thought process. That if you're going to tell people they can't go out and the only thing they can do is be at home, then you're going to congregate at home. Like, this is going to happen. I believe, yeah, I believe. <clears throat> well, anyway, let's move on to Lex Friedman, 1600. And this kind of segues anyway because they opened up immediately with the homelessness in L.A. Mm-hmm. And how absolutely out of control it is. Right. I mean, you're close to it. You know what's going on. Right. I mean, you know, you're doing this pod pretty regular <clears throat> now. It's your responsibility to give us uh, an accurate L.A. update. Yeah, I Darren. mean, I mean, like I've said, I've made reference to it before. <clears throat> I'm kind of in the in a tight little nook, but I'm down at the boardwalk every day. I mean, just running down the boardwalk, and it's that has really gotten to be like almost like apocalypto some to some extent. Like the people, the tents, the it's like a community down there and I feel bad for it, but it is, I mean, even right now, and I was thinking that today is it's, it's cold right now, like super cold. It got, it got, was like 45 degrees this morning. That's cold for LA. I'm thinking to myself, how are those people surviving? How is that going on? And it seems to just be exponentially growing the longer and longer we keep this shit shut down. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know what the cost. What what are like you can say look things will be open again in 6 months where people get the vaccine blah blah blah. I'm like wait a minute. Do they have 
do they have like vaccine plans for the homeless? Yeah. And also, do, what are they going to do with them all? They didn't do anything with them in the four years I lived there no. that seemed all that useful. No. Those numbers still grew, and th- that was mostly normal life. Yeah. And now it's what three four times larger easy and there's no there's no plan no they barely have a plan for the covid bit yeah that's the thing too it's like you could i'm not like siding with homeless or not siding with them but it's like what are you gonna tell them you can't stay here anymore and they're like all right well where do you want us to go and where do you where do you tell them to go shelters I, i get we've i mean Hopefully there's enough room for people in shelters. I don't know what the numbers are on that, but i got to imagine those places are pretty full because so many people that don't desire to be homeless have been put in that situation now. So they're probably, I mean, reasonable pe- people that aren't, like, have a mental issue or a drug or alcohol problem are probably at those shelters, and i got to imagine those numbers have exponentially grown, you know? Yeah, I just don't know. <clears throat> I mean, I'm sure it's not good. No. How could it be? Right. You know, they, those things have got to be full and and they probably have massive restrictions on those places too because that would be uh, a huge breeding ground for covid if you just put a bunch of homeless people yeah. in those those things i mean there's an argument i mean be a disaster that. there's an argument for that but it's also i don't know their immunity could be better i don't know it just doesn't seem like they that i don't yeah i don't know how you do that they're not going to be going to get tested anyway you know no no well, fuck. I don't know. I like, you know. I mean, we were never coming up with solutions, but it's something that people think about. And I think about it because I live there, and it's a shame it went like this. And I do. I feel bad for the, for all of them out there. Yeah, it, like, it sucks. It, I wish they didn't have to be there. It, I wish there were better solutions. Absolutely. I don't blame them, really. Absolutely. I mean, you definitely, definitely blame the government for a lot of it. Yeah, they have to have a pretty um, large influence on it. Oh, hell yeah. What did you think about him, uh, Lex, messaging Goggins and then getting roped into this fucking 48-mile run thing? I got fired up. I thought about just doing it after I heard he's doing it, but I haven't ran in a while. I still do cardio, but 48 miles just out of not doing it for a long time could be a bit rough on the knees. Oh, dude, your toenails will fall off. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be brutal. I mean, it's do you think, but if you, you, I was thinking, I was breaking it down. If it's 48 miles in 48 hours, you could potentially just walk the whole thing but you'd be walking for 48 hours you know even if you walk a mile in 20 uh, well, I guess no because don't you walk at like three miles an hour i was gonna say you probably walk it like you probably get a mile in in 20 minutes if you were at least moving a little bit so that's a good point so you could do what's that you're doing three miles an hour <clears throat> i don't know what the math is on that i guess three times 12 36 <laughs> three times I mean, yeah, it could be a lot less. We'll put it that way. But at the end of the day, I was thinking it, it's very feasible if you were drinking, like, energy drinks or just stayed awake for 48 hours. If you had to utilize the whole time, you could get it done. Yeah, dude, you could walk it. Yeah. You could walk it. Let's 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 figure it out. Three <laughs> miles an hour. So so if you go, how much are you going to – 16 hours you'd be awake for. Right. That's, right. that's doable. But you wouldn't be stopping. But Yeah. yeah. But it's doable. So – yeah, I mean, let's assume that you could do 16. That'd be a long day, and it's a fuck ton of walking. I wonder what Goggins then, is doing. If he's doing four in an hour and then just chilling for three hours, or how he breaks that down. 
Oh, dude, he's probably fucking sprinting. <laughs> right. The first. <laughs> he was telling him, too. He's like, I'm going to have to do other stuff. It was funny that he said he called him within, like, I can't remember the amount of time that he, right after he wrote the comment, he wrote, I'm in. And then got Like him four three, seconds. Like, reached out to him immediately. And he's like, come with me. And you're like, oh, shit, what did I get myself into? Well, look, Lex is, Lex is a badass anyway. Uh, like, a legit black belt in jiu-jitsu. He talked a lot about his jiu-jitsu. Yeah. He's also careful. He hasn't had major injuries, which is really unusual for, for sure. black belt. For sure. Um, so he, you know, he takes care of himself, and and like he's a deep thinker. Like he's an incredibly intelligent man. Yeah. So he's, you know, and he's training his brain. That that's a lot of what I hear from him when he's on Rogan. He's obviously inspired by Rogan, but like pushing himself hard yeah. is something he's really into. So obviously he took this challenge up, yeah. and. You know, I I think that he's probably in a good position to do really effectively with Goggins. Goggins will break him, yeah. obviously, but uh, it it'd be a hell of a learning experience, absolutely for sure. That'd be that'd be wild. I feel, I mean, how cool is that? Just uh, be in his position where someone like him would work, like be like, yeah, come see me, right? Let's do this. Do we know how old Let's he is? Go. Do you know how old Lex is? Seems young. Probably like late, yeah, I don't know, late, man. Twenties, early mid twenties, late twenties. Yeah, I feel I like he know. grew up a lot. I mean, he's done a lot. He seemed like he grew up a lot he, since the last podcast for some reason. I don't know. I just felt like, not physically, but it just seemed like the way he was talking to Joe wasn't so much. Like, it was funny. They're, they're, you know, I it was more peers. Yeah, today, right? Or like on that podcast, like I I I felt like when he was first on, he was almost like fanboying out a little bit too hard. Yeah. You know, people often do that when they talk about other podcasts yep. that like other Rogans, yep. because it's like they're so into Rogan. They're like us, like we just we know all the different ones. And then you bring up those examples right. instead of just having your own conversation. Right. In this one, it was more like and I and I really thought Joe did a good job with that. It's good that you bring it up because Joe was like, oh, I was going to wear a suit like you. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, like like really showing like, hey, buddy, you're my friend. Right. Like, you're, you're not just a guy that needs to come on here and be in awe of who I am. Right. Like, we're cool. We're tight. He always he always, you know? he always references his podcast with a few other guys, too. Like, with, with Lex, Joe, like, not always, but I've heard him make reference to, you guys should check out Lex's podcast with so-and-so. So, definitely yeah. sees the value in him, for sure. Yeah, so in a way, Joe's like a fan of, of Lex. Absolutely. I mean, he's listening to his podcast, which which I think is dope. Right. And, um, yeah, it's really cool. I've never, I've only seen little clips of his podcast. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't. It's pretty good. It's heavy, though, because he's, you know, they're like, he's a Inform- smart guy. So it's like, they go deep. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. What'd you, um, <clears throat> it was interesting hearing him talk about Silicon Valley and how everybody, it's just, I, I think Joe and Elon are probably a lot closer than they give reference to. The fact, I mean, oh yeah, those those guys are tight, you know, for sure. Um, yeah, the, it, <coughs> Eli, uh, Elon will probably be on again. I'm sure, fairly soon. I'm sure, but I mean, they were hanging out in Vegas. I saw that. recently I, when Dave Chappelle got um, COVID. I saw that picture. Well, yeah, that and mm. I think that there was a recent picture on. Wait, did I say Vegas? I, say I Austin, meant Austin. Right? I didn't know. Yeah, my bad. And, Sorry. And yeah, Dave yeah. got COVID. Yeah, he got it, but so they had to cancel like the right. next show. That's I think, right. yeah, I think they canceled the show the night of the Connor fight. So probably Joe got to watch it. Oh really? No, isn't the Con- yeah? Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. 
Yeah, the Connor fight was last last week. Oh, that's right. <clears throat> that, that's what yep. you're making reference to. Yeah, talking about other legends, they bring up Cameron Haynes. Yeah, right. Uh, Joe was just kind of giving that example of like these beast mode guys. Cameron has always been like, obviously, if you're a fan of Rogan, you know Cameron Haynes, and and he's one of Joe's best friends. Yeah, and I mean that guy is beast mode in so many areas and he seems so fucking nice and humble and i'm just like what the fuck is are you made of he's joe's age he can run the moab 240 he pulls a 90 pound bow he probably is the best or one of the best bow hunters in the world which joe pointed out right i mean and he works an eight-hour job and he brings up three kids and one's like special forces and I think another one broke Goggins' pull-up record. I mean, wow. what the fuck is that guy made Doesn't of? Doesn't he run like almost a marathon every day too or something crazy like that? <laughs> yeah. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. I mean, he will make you feel lazy no matter what you do. Right. Like no matter how hard you push. It's good to surround I mean, yourself. my body would just fall apart. <laughs> It's good to surround yourself with those people, though, because it sets the bar high. That's true. That's true. Or it just constantly reminds you that you suck at everything. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Well, either you'll either you'll <laughs> break or you'll find a way to make it. That's for sure. But yeah, d- do or die. It's definitely inspiring. Yeah, definitely inspiring, and uh, and really, I mean, very cool stuff to hear. I mean, just the fact that he pulls a ninety-pound bow. I can't imagine that. They make reference to it's that. It's so heavy. They make reference to that carnivore diet. I kind of took heed to that, too. He was like, I love it so much when I'm on it. And I was going to bring this up to you earlier. But he said that the drop-off after he doesn't do it is so so distinct that it almost makes it worse. You know? Yeah. But, I mean, you've got to kind of look at it in a different way, I think. It's just like, um, imagine taking a healthy Adderall. Right. Right? It's like you, Adderall, taking it all the time is probably not a great idea. But when you're on it, you're focused and you're working and you're going. Yeah. And when you take a break from it, I mean, that makes sense. you're slower. Right. And things don't work as well. I mean, that that's the result of, I feel of like I would be, other types of eating. Be, My question is, can you maintain carnival? I was going to say. Like, is it realistic? Is that sustainable? I don't know. Mm, I, ne- I don't I ne- know. I've never done I mean, it, but... <clears throat> I don't know if I could eat. I I don't know if I could eat meat all day every day. It's, I mean, maybe. Yeah, you could. I'm sure. Step I, I'm sure. I'm sure. Pussy. I'm sure I could. But I would think that I'm uh, steak, like you said. I think I think I'd be like, all right, I'm doing it from this time to this time, and I'd have an end date in my mind. But that's probably a good idea. That's probably a good idea with anything. Yeah. You know, just to kind of break it up and and like give yourself an out. For sure. Like I think if you tell yourself it's like this forever and I'm never stopping. I mean, you're not going to stick to that. Yeah, it's a good point. Joe Joe talks, and this is really one thing that resonated. Is like he, he talks about uh, mourning LA. Yeah, like he mourns it, like it died. Yeah, and I, I know I'm telling you, man, that was why moving up here in so many ways was such a difficult adjustment because there was that. Yeah, it was like this longing, but I knew it didn't exist, and I just had to accept it. It was like. I miss everything it was when we lived there. Well, when I lived there and we were all together hanging out and everyone was doing everything that we loved. Yeah. But it it's not that. It's not that now. It just looks the same. It's it's like it's like 
LA was like being at Disneyland. It was so fun. Yeah. And everything was there. But now when you go back, it's like being at Disneyland when all the rides are closed. Yeah. That's that. It's like you can see them all and they look cool, but you can't ride them. The one thing about that they it's made over. they made reference to is like people that are always living here are searching for fame and whatnot. Not that <clears throat> not that I wasn't trying to pursue some creative opportunities, but I, I got to be honest, the weather and the beach were the two things that always were my main factors of wanting to move to California when I was living in Arizona. I always thought, I always just want to live by a body of water and have the opportunity to just have great weather year-round. That was that was my motivating factor from the jump, but I see, but I see what he was saying about everybody that's here is either trying to be famous or... I think it made a good reference to the way he said that a lot. Whenever you approach fame, like you're either trying to be famous or you're trying to do something that you love that makes you famous. You know that. Mm, yeah, there's definitely a healthier approach. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like be awesome at something and then have fame be a thing that comes. Yeah. Rather than I'll do anything to be famous, which kind of makes it gross. Yeah, I agree. He was. I mean, mm. it's pretty accurate too. I imagine. Our circle, yeah. our circle wasn't really like that, but at the same time, I'm sure that's the vast majority that people want to be here because that's where the market was for that stuff. For sure, for sure. Well, let's wrap this one up. I mean, uh, at the end, he read that Cage Bird that was great. sings of freedom, right? You know, the poem or whatever. Um, I I thought it was cool because freedom is what we're all fighting for right, right. now really Absolutely. to be free to go do what we want and have normal life yeah I was a, so i thought that was a cool poem and i like that that's a little tradition that they, that's yeah. that's just his that he kind of created it's like heartfelt all the while time. coming on the show yeah i liked it i think that i i really like lex i think he's awesome yeah. he's a badass I'm a big fan, was, and he's and he does. He is getting better on the podcast too. I say that every time he comes I on. I agree. That was a pretty special moment when Joe gave him the watch too. Oh yeah, his favorite Omega. That's another example of what I'm saying. He's like, dude, you're my friend, right? Like you're my friend, and I want to give you my favorite watch. Yeah. Like how dope of a gift would that be? That was pretty special for sure. Like it's just a dope move. Yeah. It's just a badass move. Like really for anyone to do. I agree. To, to anyone else you know was, hey, it was a it was really good i like that one that a lot. Was, it was refreshing because i don't know man some of these fucking long covid talks wear me out so that's what we were talking about when i was in puerto rico i was like i was like what do you think about the past sentiment and my buddy was just like i am just tired of the only topic is always starts with covid and then we kind of digress but it seems like that always seems to be the forefront of every conversation and it's just like it is what it is right yeah. now, but it's a... Uh... Well, I try to stay more focused on, like, it's happening anyway, so let, let's not completely ignore yeah. it. But let's let's talk about what people can do. Yeah. You know, are there, like, when certain guests come on, I'm like, it, are they giving us solutions? Right. Are they giving us alternatives? Are they giving us things to think about that can help us through these times? Agreed. And... You know, Agreed. that's why doing this podcast is important to me. Same. Because... You get to you get to kind of re- reflect on that and continue that conversation. Absolutely, because um, we're all fucking thinking about it anyway. That's the truth. Anyway, dude, thank you as always for joining. Thank you everybody for listening. Um, we got some things in the works and um, uh, some new intro stuff and and some little bits of things. So the podcast will sound a little bit cleaner coming up, which I'm excited about. 
And uh, as always, reach out to us, uh, Joe Rogan Experience Review at gmail.com. You can reach us on the Instagram. The links are all in our little bio there. And otherwise, we will talk to you next week. Peace and love. Thanks, guys. guys. Thank you.